Welcome to the Boston's Big Four podcast. New news about music and sports every week, sometimes. We're back. Episode 90, Boston's Big Podcast. This is our first in-person podcast with a guest in over a year. Which is crazy, and we got a big guest with us. We got Chase Murphy here. You know what I'm saying? Golden Boy Boston, been doing his thing for a yes, few sir. years now, um, alongside Danny Diamonds. Um, a lot of big things going on with you. You just dropped your uh, Poly Rev mixtape. Yeah, Poly Rev, the mixtape. Yes, sir. That was your first project in a little while. Yeah, since July 2019. Yeah, crazy to say. Hurts me to say almost, but I'm back and I'm better. You know what I'm saying? Right. Exactly. And you say yeah. you explained you've been working on music through the pandemic, and you just got a lot in the vault right now. So you're kind of yeah, I'm ready to roll, dude. Yeah. I, I feel like I'm stocked up and ready for war. You feel me? Yep. And you're dropping it all in chronological order, basically. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Um, my fault, this shit just cut out for a second. Yeah. I, I, I realized dude, there was like a slight echo. I mean, I apologize. I turned on the digital. It's You should still be able to hear it. Nah, through. Uh, uh, I'll turn it back on. It just threw oh, me no. off. It, it just threw, threw me off, off too. I just want to make sure we're still, we're still yeah. going. <laughs> this, you feel me? My fault. All right, now I hear it. Yeah, if you prefer it that way. And this is hitting red a, a couple times too. We want to oh, turn this down, right? My fault, my fault. Just before we no, get yeah, into, we into it, we're you know just working out the kinks. It's yeah, all good. I, I'm the engineer. It's my fault. <laughs> my dog, my dog Owen Kinky. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, doing my best. Doing my best. We're we're learning every day. It's also our first time back at the basement. So in a while, yeah. Working out the kinks. So exactly. yeah, the Poly Rev mixtape. Um, you, you mentioned that those are songs you recorded basically over the last couple of years. And you're just. Yeah, I mean, uh, they don't need to know that, you know. <laughs> no, but yeah, no. Some of those, some of those are pretty old. Like, yeah. um, honestly, I haven't even told uh, the story yet. So this is kind of interesting. Nine to five, um, I recorded with my uh, my producer homie Stimulant. That was in his dorm room. Um, he went to Occidental up in L.A. I didn't actually live there yet. I was just couch surfing, like trying to find my spot. And that was like all just like recorded in one night. Mike, we had like the mic set up in a bong. We had no stand or oh, nothing. Shit. And that was just like something that all just happened in one night. So yeah, just like a little collection of just like different moments over the past like two years. So what was like the, how'd you get, I mean, obviously you made it work, but like when, you, what was the biggest obstacle you found sound wise in the dorm? Did you guys have to pad the walls? Like what were you doing? Um, Nah, honestly, like um, that that song specifically, I've I've always recorded at home like for a lot of my songs maybe not like some of the bigger studio records you you know but um yeah i mean that's like a very low register song it's like when you're like projecting like this you get like a lot of feedback in the room off the walls right. but when i'm like she been exhausted you know like that's like a very low bassier thing that it didn't become a huge issue and shout out my engineer robbie Rowland. he's big um, shouts he's boys with Knox, as y'all just had but oh hell yeah right. that i mean shout that too is that dude's a magician, bro. He he can turn anything in and make it sound like radio. So, so you've been out in L.A. for a little bit. Yeah, since November 2019. Okay, official. And what inspired the move? Um, honestly, it just felt like you know I don't want to call it no manifest shit. Like, but I just I always had that as my plan. Like since before it was even you a can good call plan. It manifest shit. You gotta manifest. Yeah, what like you no want. bullshit. I just felt that was like a destiny type thing. Like I I. Since I was like 12, 13, I was like, oh, I'm I'm about to be rapping. I'm moving to L.A. when I graduate, yada, yada, yada. You know what I'm saying? That's the stuff and you got to say. Hell yeah. Boom, so you know, say. fast forward, like five years, I'm, you know, working construction in Boston. I, I'm a high school graduate. I'm like, damn, like, 
I'm still not in LA, you know? Another year goes by, I'm doing the same shit. And I was like, you know what? It's about time like, I make this move. So I made a move and, and no regrets, you know what I'm saying? Even with the pandemic hitting, like, just as I told y'all, you know, beforehand, like, I went vegetarian since I moved out there a like, lot. I dialed back to smoking and drinking, like, heavy. Like, I rarely do that. Like, I just did a lot of personal changes. And the productivity, I mean, speaks for itself. My vault is yeah. infinite right now, so. No, that's awesome. So during the pandemic, were you... Did you find that creating was easier? Did you link up with people? And since everything was kind of indoors, I guess once you vetted that you weren't sick, you could did you probably just went and and were you banging out material during the pandemic? Yeah, I've been doing a, like you know I'm not gonna say a record a day like for the whole pandemic, but I mean like you know there've been streaks in a week you know where I do seven records and shit like that. You know, definitely some down patches at the start where I was getting used to, like, fuck, I just had all these shows lined up, now mm. shit's wiped out. Like, that's, like, you know, kind of like it hits my pride. I was, like, so excited for everything, you know, about it happening. 2020 to right. now it's like, oh, right. 2020, you feel me? It but, did um, seem like so such a hopeful year until uh, <laughs> the yeah, whole pandemic yeah. hit. Yeah, it's so funny. I did, um, I did Bright Music Hall for, like, it wasn't New Year's Eve, but it was, like, December 30th, 2019. It was so funny. I left out, like, in Boston. I'm like, we going into the future. Like, it's a new decade. Boom. Fast forward three months. I'm sitting at home like, right, shit, man. Right. Like, what's my new game plan? You feel me? But, yeah, I feel I feel like I really just, like, once I got into the swing of things and, like, came to terms with everything happening, I was like, you know what? Like, I'm definitely going to make the most of this. And I have, you know. 2020 been a crazy year, you know. Like, you've seen fucking just mad death fucking violence and shit especially in la like shit, shit's been popping out too so yeah but I, I think i really just like locked into my crib and you know spent a lot of my time just indoors and you know thankfully focused so and did you make connects during the it must have been harder but did you make connects while you were out there did you have people you were in touch with before you moved um so honestly i moved to los angeles knowing nobody i mean i knew oh, like you know a couple that's kids that's terrifying yeah, but it was also exciting, like, you know, like, just, like, uncharted territory. You know, I'm, I'm big on anime, so if y'all watch One Piece or anything. No way. Oh, Owen just up. got so excited. I'm trying to, yeah. I shoehorn anime into every Yo. podcast, and yeah, here we man. are. I'm trying to be king of the pirates, man. Like, uh, I, gotta, I gotta be on a new sea, you feel so me? I so, I gotta tell you something right now, and sound off in the comments if you have any answers to this. I burned through all the One Piece on Netflix, so I'm past Alabasta, but I don't have anywhere to watch anything Crunchyroll, what you mean? Isn't it all subbed? I can't handle subs. Oh. <laughs> I, I don't even know what you guys are uh, talking about. I'm working on it, uh, so I... If people aren't familiar, sub is when it's subtitled but in its original Japanese. Dub is uh -huh. when it's dubbed in English. I am most comfortable with English right now, but the subs do, like, oh, the translations can be. You gotta get your reading up, You're bro. You're not cultured, Fucking... bro. Oh, well, it's not the that. The English shit, it's... the voice actors are terrible, like... They're not. They're not. They're not voicing that from their soul, bro. They just reading it off the script. Like, yeah. I, I need. I need nuts on the table when you saying this. So shit, you're anti-funimation right now. Chris Sabat's our guy. I like. Well, I, I'll give it this. You know what I'm saying. You at an age where I'm still gonna roast you for it, but like I grew up, like with Toonami, like on Cartoon Network. So like I, yeah. I, I got into it through dub. So like I gotta like you know I gotta give props to that. That's like yeah. that's a great way to like get introduced to it. Yeah, like, full disclosure, I, I became big on anime, like, during this pandemic. I used okay. to watch, like, no, Dragon Ball Z and everything. Respectable. But, yeah, I burned through One Piece. I burned through Naruto. Burned through Shippuden. Yeah, now yeah, I'm yeah, on yeah. Uh, 
I'm on Yu Yu Hakusho right now. I'm going back okay. in time. I'm not even hip to that. Oh, no that's uh, that's also Funimation, but it's good. It's like yeah. basically Dragon Ball Z, but it's a different thing. Yeah, but, I feel like a lot of people have been talking like anime's gotten so popular, and there be like people that are like bitter, like man. I got made fun of for watching anime as a kid. I'm like, man, this shit, I like this better than TV, bro. Like, I'm glad people like watching this. Plus, yeah. the animators need bread, bro. That shit, I edit video and I animate as well, and that shit takes too long. So these, yeah. every animator better be a millionaire over in Japan, and uh, I'm yeah. glad the industry's booming now, so. Do you ever watch, uh, so actually, interesting thing about animation, have you seen, uh, we'll get back to music, folks. We're, we're, we're on <laughs> I'm here. We could talk <laughs> anime all day. Yeah, no yeah. bullshit. I really could. So, if, um... If you've seen like Attack on Titan, yeah, uh, first seasons all drawn and they look good. Mm -hmm. um, but then in later seasons, they use uh, CGI for three yeah, to make the, some of the yeah. Titans 3D, and a lot of people hate that. And I think I'm, it's like I'm I personally don't think it's make or break, but I like the drawn better for sure. Yeah, it's got better texture. It's funny. I I agree, but I also like for money reasons. I think it takes way too long. If they're going to draw all those frames, it's, it's forever. But, but it's yeah. a mass. That's the thing is like forever. I think, I guess this is a segue back into music as well, but like everything I do and shout out Domus as well, but like, you know, the whole golden boy theme is like very, you know, gold standard. And I think when shit takes forever, better chances it's going to last forever. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think legacy wise, like their animations are like, you know, some of the animes you watch, like, are probably, like, five, ten years old. Yeah. But, like, they still hitting, you know? And, like, that's because, like, a lot of time was spent on exactly. making them hit. Yeah, and if the message is right, like, and that's exactly, it's a perfect parallel, parallel to music. Like, you can hear music 30 years down the road and still vibe with the message because it's it's exactly what they were trying to convey to you. And, mm -hmm. and you're right. hearing it. Like, I don't know. And you know what's? Perfection I'm takes time, a chance. like they say. I'm going on Crunchyroll. I'm doing you got this to, up bro. now. I'm telling you. This is my thing. It's worth it. It's worth yeah. it. About to learn Hanji. This is it. I'm I'm becoming Japanese. I don't I don't <laughs> understand shit they saying, but I feel it more. I'm telling you. Like it's it's an emotional ride, bro. Yeah, I it makes sense cuz if you ever cuz sometimes I will have the subtitle on like if I'm doing something that's also loud yeah. and the translation is different from what they said and it does mean slightly different things just through context. So Yeah, I hear you. That is interesting. Uh, but so, have you used any anime influence like in your lyrics? Like, have you do you make references like that? Yeah, yeah, hell yeah! I, I love doing like. I think it's becoming more and more popular. Which yeah, exactly. I, love. I was gonna say that's something yeah. that's become. I haven't even noticed until Owen started like you know bringing my attention to anime recently. But there's a lot of anime references in hip hop. It's like it's like nerdy even... lyrics are tight. Right. Like, I, I'll say like both as an artist, but more speaking from a fan's perspective right now. Like when I hear that. That's like way more inclusive. Like I'm yeah. like, yo, like you fuck with this too. Same thing when me and you, you're like, you watch anime. I'm like, yo, Dude, like, immediate bond. Like, you yeah. know, like, like you like said, tight. it used to be like if you watch anime, you were a nerd or whatever. Yeah, but now like, like it used to have a different connotation. Right so now, like, now that rappers are making it hip, it's yeah. like it's it's pretty. And it's cool. not even like they just started watching it. It's right. like revealing like, oh no, I've been watching this. Right, and that's right. What it's like it's yo, like it was like, always cool. We just yeah. didn't want to admit it. Yeah, exactly. So I fuck with that, and I definitely I can't name them off the top of my head, but like. I definitely got a One Piece line here or there, you know, like Absolutely. shit like that. I feel like the actual um, storylines and that type of shit is like so universal and I apply it to my music. Like I watch that shit. I feel like I'm staying young when I watch that. Like every protagonist you see, aside from Tag on Titan, but it's like it's always an optimist, you know? Right. And that's like very much me. And like I always identify with that heavy because like the dream I'm chasing is 
so impossible, it's so grandiose. But I know I know how the story goes. Like if that's what they set out to do in episode one, I know by the end it's gonna happen. And like Yeah. That's very much how I leave my shit. It's the energy. Like you'll see they're they're not bitter when they hit obstacles. Like it's yeah. so it's funny because like it does it keeps that childlike optimism of like i'm gonna win i'm gonna win these are my friends and like it's all yeah. these positive things and um like you said attack on titan doesn't exactly follow that which is uh, i guess refreshing in some ways mm-hmm. just in terms of shows but yeah it's it's good to have that when you go through um life like when you're meeting people in it this is actually really interesting so back in the day uh, there were people that like you'd go to a hip hop show and feel like the artist was not approachable after the show, mm-hmm. but that's like a huge thing to your brand. If you put on a great show, you seem approachable on stage and you are approachable afterwards. That's like a huge thing, and I think that would grow your fan base a lot bigger. People definitely do that these days. I've had no issues now, but I remember like kind of when I was younger. Maybe this was my own anxiety. Like you see people and you just they appeared standoffish. You tried to go compliment them or something, yeah. and just kind of thanks. I'm like, oh man. Yeah, I never like, get I, that. Like, I yeah. feel like one. Of, I mean, I, I'm a man of many models and many aliases, but I feel like one of my things I've always tried to live by is like friends, not fans. Mm. That's like such a better business model that yep. I feel like way too many artists act too cool for. Like for no reason. Like that just hurts you. Like, exactly. If you're not approachable after your show, like what the fuck? Like if I'm a fan going to do a show, like I don't want to feel like that. Like I want to feel like yo, that's my guy. Like right. We may not have met yet, but that's my you. boy. You feel me? Right. Like, yeah. Yeah. Especially if they paid to you know, come support you. Exactly. It's like you you really can't make it without your fans. Yeah. So. And, and I, it's funny. Like I've specifically in Boston. I want to say out of state. Not that I've done a ton of out of state shows, but like. I, I do like some pretty sizable shows in, in Boston and like half the people there like I know personally like I know yeah. by name you know like it's important like relationships yep. and friendships obviously way more valuable than money or any tangible thing you know in life yeah. and it's like yo it's important you keep those and and it definitely like goes to show like when you're an approachable person and like you actually have genuine friendships with people like that that extends to people you never even met just being that person having that reputation right so yeah, I, I mean, that's, I honestly believe that's how, like, some of the huge artists you see, at, like, I believe that's what Drake did. I think Drake made friends with everybody. I, like, I, yeah, I believe that, like, when you're at that level before you're, like, we were talking earlier, like, how we like to go to more, you know, smaller venues, intimate shows rather than big, you know, stadiums yeah. or whatever. And when, when an artist is at that level where they're performing at small places like that, they have to take advantage of that that intimacy and be like, all right, I'm I'm in a position where I can actually, like, talk to these people after the show mm-hmm. you know and it's like if you don't do that at that point in your career and build that relationship with your fans i think that's going to hurt you in the long run yeah no that's huge i mean you your music has great vibes anyways it's funny because this probably is more relevant to people who have like that darker tone they're going to get up there and be like i'm upset and you're like <laughs> oh boy like all right I probably shouldn't bother you afterwards but yeah, yeah. You, i mean your music just has that feel good like i just want to mm-hmm. go out and and hit some people up and like let's go to the next bar you know that's yeah, what music feels that. like so i love that and did you have like did you any of like your earlier music uh do you have any stuff and forgive me for not knowing the whole catalog do you have any stuff that maybe is like on like the darker side or do you ch- typically keep yeah it light? heavy for yeah, sure I mean, like I, i'd say a lot of my stuff is never pessimistic but i think you know like i've definitely you know I'm not, I'm, it's not all, all glitter and gold, like, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I, I've been through depression, I, I've had anxiety and shit, and that definitely is topics I speak about in my music. I think as I've grown, you know, as a as a person, as an artist, 
I'm able to reflect those things truthfully in a more positive light. And like, again, I'm an optimist, you know, so like, I feel like I can tell, um, you know, deeper stories in the darker side of myself in a light way now, you know, where I, yeah. it's very much like, you know, not a sob story. Like, you know, this ain't a sob story. This a boss up. Don't get it backwards. You feel me? Okay. Like, yeah, that's dude, yeah. that's a really good perspective. And I, I, that's something I've learned over the years. And in the past is like, I'm sure we've all done things like this, where if you had something that you just didn't make you feel good or it was embarrassing or, or made you upset, uh, and you almost try to like hide that or forget about it, just kind of like cover it from your life. But if you just completely embrace it, tell people about it, you take all the power away from the feelings agreed, it was agreed. giving you. And it's just, I've seen it with some of my like celebrities that I look up to. They, I'm like, boy, would I not want to talk about that, like what they were just talking about. But mm -hmm. now that I know about it, now that everybody knows about it, it's like, what are you going to say to them? Yeah. They told you about it. So, because right. everyone has those things, you feel me? It's mm -hmm. like, for your shit to be known, like, man, most of the fear is, like, you know, people hearing about it or, like, you having to tell it. But it's, like, yo, like, once, like, you just cool with it, like, who cares? Like, my friends all know me as, like, the unfiltered person. Like, yeah, people joke, like, I have no shame. Like, I'll be in public, you know. Just when I touch down here, like, whenever we get back from a trip, like, as soon as I step off the bus, the train, the car, like, I'm back in my city. Like, yeah. I'm yelling, like, yeah. downtown. People, like, you know, people looking. My friend's like, oh, my God. You know, but it's like, dog, like, I feel good. Like, I'm just down to shout. Like, yeah. you know, some funny shit happened to me that's, like, an L, you know. I'm, You know, the first people I'm running to tell is my friends. Yeah, you're never going to believe. Like, I took the fattest dub. Like, yeah. You know, like, it's just, like, it's funny at the that's, end of the day. Like, that's a good mentality, that, definitely. Yeah, and if it helps anybody who's, like, worried to do it themselves, like, that's huge. That's hugely positive. If you can have any kind of influence like that. So, yeah, I I love that. And I appreciate you for being that yeah, way. Yeah, hell yeah. That is good. So, uh, you got, we talked earlier about No Mo. That was kind of a a smash record. It you know, it had the potential to be like, you know, a, a top 10 billboard record. Still like does, you know it still does. It still does, exactly. You got to get some, like, famous TikToker to play it or something. Yeah, you know, I think a lot of, like, um, the pressure of time has, like, disappeared in the pandemic. I and agree like with that. And that's, like, one thing I, like, I used to be really pressed on, like, immediate reward and gratification. Like, numerically on songs, like... Mm -hmm. If the song didn't do well, then I'm like, fuck, like, now I have to do, like, you know, something else. But, like, as as I'm growing and getting older, like, and I look at my catalog, and as I said, like, in regards, like, animation, like, I put a long time into things to make sure that they last a long time. Right. So songs like No Mo or, like, you know, 30 Below, shit like that, like, you know, that's two years old. But as I grow and develop, drop more music, like... More eyes You're telling me a new that, fan right? listens to my, right. you know, my next project and isn't like, oh, let me go peep what else he has. Like, right. yes, boom, they exactly. got a fucking, you know, minefield of fucking hits to like, you know, yep. go explore. So Yeah, common misconception. Music is not food. It doesn't go bad. It like, doesn't yeah. expire. It exactly. doesn't expire. Yeah. I like that. I like that. <laughs> it's, I, and I, this is, we've said this before, like I, people will say they have all these unreleased tracks or like the, things that are up to the part that they want to release, but uh, won't put it out. And that's, I mean, or sometimes it is out, but I it's one of my favorite things ever to go find an artist and then be like, oh, they have all these songs on Spotify, but there's some stuff on SoundCloud that's, like, mm. also good. I and got the they, SoundCloud cuts, I'm not going to lie. Yeah. I yeah. got I got mashed on there. I steal a type beat or two. I'm sorry. 
I credit the producers. I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah, but I think it's I'm like, dog, accepted. like, I'm just rapping for fun, bro. Like, this, right. like, this, like, recess, man. Like, let me just exactly. post this on SoundCloud. Like, fuck yeah. it. Yeah, and SoundCloud's a good way to get traction, too. Yeah, it 100%. Is. 100%. I also, feel like that's a very, really like, the stealing. fan. My fault. I just cut you off. I feel like that's very much, like, the fan platform. Like, yeah. everything else is discovery, but, like, mm. if you're really a fan of someone, like, you follow the SoundCloud. You peep all that shit. You know yep. what I'm saying? Absolutely. My fault. What was you saying? Shit. I don't even know. Uh, Damn, I ruined it. I ruined it. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, no, it's all good. I something about being finding music, but either way, it's uh, love that stuff, and it's kind of like a treasure hunt when you go and find stuff that's not like on the official catalog. Yeah. You're like, oh, that's the oh, best. Yeah. Uh, so, in terms of like uh, production, I know you mentioned that we were listening to some stuff off mic. Uh, some of it you done yourself just on your laptop. Some of it you do with um, producers from various locations. Do you have anything like a, a guy you usually go to, or do you just kind of bounce around? Yeah, so I won't take too much credit as far as my production. Like, my involvement in beats is very minimal. Like, I'll do this Polyrev project is really like the first thing I did any like of my own like drum programming or like you know like real pattern shit i did some old stuff like if you know uh we could off of lonely mess yep. uh that's with diamonds like i did some production on that pretty heavy but yeah a lot of my stuff is like uh an executive producer role where like i'm arranging things i can get a loop and i turn that into a whole beat with different sections and breakdowns just by like taking the pieces i'm given and reconstructing but again that's like not always the case i work at, to get to your second question is there someone i work with frequently my guy frio in iceland i'll be dropping his name everywhere i go but um he produced dope deal for me that was 2017 since then we made long winners together I have a myriad of different style records and hey, we got a deep vault together Shout He's out Frio. Lived, yeah, shout out Frio, you know what I'm shout saying? Shout out Iceland. Col coldest in the game, you know what I'm saying? Frio, yeah. But, like, yeah. Like Spanish. Andy's from Iceland, too. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Isn't I, I Iceland notoriously green? Yeah, and Greenland is ice. Because they wanted to trick people? Yeah, to the low, wrong one? low key, I, I actually do think that's a fact. I've heard that a lot. But when I, I, when I went icy. there, there was, there was some pretty icy shit, too, but, yeah, <laughs> yeah nah. Um, no, I'm planning to be back thing. soon, though, and I, I'm going to work with him. That's, that's like, my go-to, truthfully, like. You know, I got a, I got a lot of producers I, I love and respect and work with frequently, but Frio is like, I mean that that's like one of my best friends at this point. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like we're, yeah. we're ridiculously close. So that's important to have that kind of chemistry with your producer too. Yeah, yeah. I, I be on Facetime with him all the time. We yeah. ain't talking music. I'm just I'm just clowning right. around, fucking. Because then shit. it's more than just a business interaction. You're actually like, you know, vibing off each other, and it helps the project. Yeah, yeah. Like to quote Glasshouse, he always said like, he, uh, sometimes he doesn't like to work with someone he's not that comfortable with or sometimes work alone because he makes love to the mic. And that's like not something you want to do in front of a stranger sometimes. I hear that. You're I hear that. Trying Facts. One, one thing that I'm real big on that I think financially and business-wise might not even be a smart way to operate, but I never like working with people who want upfront payment. Like if if it's uh you know a hit song, like I could have my next No Mo, and if the producer's like, oh, like man, I don't want no royalties, like give me 500 up front, 1,000 right. up front. I could know that song's gonna make four thousand, five thousand, six thousand dollars. I'm like, right. just just that person not wanting to be involved with it, it just gives it bad karma. Like that's yeah. that's not a crewmate in Luffy's crew. You know what I'm saying? No like, way. Yeah. I'm like, nah, bro. Like I like working with people who like, yo, the song can get seven hundred views, it could get seven million views, and you cut in for the same amount because you believe in it. And right, like, right. You're down to throw your hat in the ring. You yeah. know what I'm saying? No, I, don't, you... I don't like people who just want the cash and go. Like I never do features like that either. Yeah. People cause... ask for my feature price. 
And I'm like, dog, like, send me a record if I fuck with it. I don't care if it's your first song. I don't care if, you know, you right. dropped 100 songs and I don't like the other ones. Like, we can do something if I like it. I don't, I don't like people valuing cash over, you know, the relationship and the actual, like, again, belief in a record I think is big. Yeah. Is you want to know that both parties involved really believe in the record and they, yeah. they believe it's going to succeed. And if that's the case, then they shouldn't be too worried about the money up front, like you said. Yeah, exactly. I, I definitely think it's short-sighted to expect, like, a couple bucks up front, like, whether it be 500 or 1,000, even a few thousand. Like, if it, if it is something higher stakes like that, usually in, like, bigger studios, uh, the production value, like, it's it's more an, of an after-the-fact thing. So to gatekeep with, like, I need this much money now, yeah. it's... That's not what it's it about. It just limits you know, like, so much, like, the organic and grassroots, like, growth of, like, two people, like me and Frio. This dude's in a whole other fucking country. And, like, he spends hours of his day focused on my vision, our vision, you know, something that came about on, like, a SoundCloud message or something, you know? Like, yeah. that's the internet nowadays, though. Like, that can really happen, you know? Like, I got heavy focus in Iceland. Like, I want to, like, very much brands, like, and branch out to Iceland. Foreign markets are not targeted, like, right. when you when point. people advertise and they're like, what are my top cities on Spotify? Like, oh, LA, New York, this. Like, right, wherever you live. Boom, like, boom, boom, boom. <laughs> yeah. Like, bro, like, I'm in, I, I be in Iceland. I'm about to be in Iceland more. Like, I'm promoting is there, Iceland. Uh, like, is there a hip-hop scene in Iceland? Yeah, I mean, the... Truthfully, the language barrier is really tough because yeah. they speak Icelandic, and I'm yeah. sure you can guess how many countries speak that. Oh, boy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's it's tough, and it's not a Latin language, so I don't personally love a lot of it, but there are definitely a select few that I've been hip to from Frio and just, you know, over the internet that I really fuck with, and their production style is very unique. Um, yeah. Interesting enough, you were playing that uh, Lil Baby Joiner record. I don't actually know the name. But that was an Icelandic producer. You know, that's like... Oh, was it? That's a tough beat. Like, uh, Danny's Calico, Frio's homie, you know, that he uh, came out to Boston, stayed in my crib. Like, that's an Icelandic beat, you know what I'm saying? Wow. And it has a very, like, unique bounce. Like, when I listen to actual Icelandic music, I understand where the influence comes from that I now use, you know, over their okay. production. But it's interesting. I love working with foreign producers. Like I, yeah. I always value like overseas shit more than. So you'd say there's some um, Icelandic influence in some of your music? Heavy, and that's, that's not crazy. on my terms. Like by right. my accord, like that's Frio sauce. You know what I'm saying? So what exactly? I'm like, honestly, not familiar. Uh, like, what is the influence? Like, how? Do, what is Icelandic? I, it's funny because certain cultures just kind of have that sound that you know. Yeah. Like what? Uh, what is Icelandic? Like, what is that influence typically? It's like ah, it's like it's interesting. Like horns? It's like I'm imagining it would be like horns or something. Nah, it's not like a specific instrument. Like, it's like very sound selection based. Like they do a lot of like trap stuff, but it's like in a house way. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Like, oh, that's huge. It's like house yeah. sound selection, but it's like trap rhythmically. It's very yeah. interesting. There's I mean, that sounds like it could be like vibe. really universally popular because yeah. trap and house are both like. You know, those are that's what you throw on at a party, basically. Yeah, no, it's it's interesting, and I think, um, damn, I I think that 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 calico shit that just came out is like a very unique uh, example. Obviously, me and Freo have mad records; I can't even choose from. But like, yeah, Ice, Iceland has a sound that I think is obviously, as you can imagine, just very untapped. Like their entire country's population is what, like three hundred, six hundred thousand, or something like that. Like is that's that the city of Boston. You feel me? So oh, it's damn. like. You know, That's crazy. It, it's just like a same as Boston. I mean, Boston's so untapped in the in the scale of the mm -hmm. United States. Like, mm -hmm. 
Iceland and to the world, you know, is is still far from where it will be musically. And I really believe in that that yeah. country. So from a marketing perspective too, it makes a huge like it, it's a it's really important like to make sense because you're probably the American, you know. So yeah, like, yeah, people yeah. hear about the American, they want to go check it out, and then like you come back and you, it's this is the American, but he's got some Icelandic influence. And now like mm. you're in America with something unique and there's yeah. something to that. And I'm sure, uh, like in terms of marketing, it makes sense. Cause if you're just the one of a million people trying to get big in New York, like everybody's exactly. trying to get big in New York and like everyone's trying to get big in LA and not that that's wrong. Many people do it, but you got to stand out. That's like the whole thing. And mm. they, everyone's talented. And we've said that a million times about Boston. You can find a ton of talented people here, but not everyone's getting that spotlight. And, finding not necessarily like tricks but anything that would put you out there and like if you have interest in working with someone from another country that's just that's one of those things it just adds up people from there hear about you people from here hear about you and it just all compounds and um i mean marketing is like a whole another thing so of, of it, like the music game. is strategic man and, yeah and yeah. i'm i'm self-managed i i edit my own videos and I, I do animation shit as well not all my animation i haven't edited shit like no more shout out damien i don't know if y'all know uh damien he does a lot of stuff in, in mass he recently moved to la so like, i work with shooters and whatnot but a lot of the stuff i do is, is you know one man army like I, I do it all but you know Again, like being focused a lot on the strategy, like I still got to be the artist full time, you know, and that's like some, again, I said in LA, like I really like honed in on my productivity and just making more and more products, you know, that I'm able to use and make moves with. That's but, great. It's, it's good to have stuff in that, in the clip because people, um, sometimes you like put everything into one project, you know, and that yeah, might, that's was, what I did in the past. Yeah. I, I'd have my shit set up. I'm like, word, like, yeah, I know all my moves for the next three months. Like, and I'm like, that's like lit to me. And now I'm like, dude, I gotta have this shit planned out like years. Like, yeah. and that's where I'm at now. Like, do you have anything that you you're gonna hold on to a until you can get like those Screlly bucks? This is something I like to talk What's about. A, a what? You know those secret Wu Tang? <laughs> you know Martin Screlly? Like oh, oh, the dude I who bought the Wu Tang yeah. album. I don't know about that. Um, I'm not. I'll start by saying I don't listen to a ton of his music, but I love his interviews. Um, Russ, Russ and Nipsey are like yes. my yes. favorite interviewers. Like or not I agree. interviewers, interviewees. But like I agree for my business model, that's very much what I model it. Russ on. has it figured out. He yeah, he's Russ, he's yeah. he's genius yeah. with that. Like, and it's very much his own blueprint. Like, yeah, and Fuck that's it, like you can't. Myself. Yeah, you can't you can't take that from him. Like, you know, he actually does shit himself. And like, right. The business mind he has is like very brilliant, like in just the way he's come up. I'm but trying to read his book. I need. He to get said, that. um, he said he had dropped like that. I don't, you know, it was like a single a week or something, right. whatever. Like the thing was, and then right. uh, what they want hit off for him. Mm. And he said he dropped that the whole time, having already saved like his favorite ten, which was going to be his debut album, which whenever inevitably something popped off, he was going to use. Right. So I have, I have like you know a few songs in that regard. I. I took from that and i was like word like i got a few i want to save like for when it's like time you know yeah so, so you do got the marketing strategy figured out you're wearing every hat dude yeah i'm wearing boston's oh big four God. man you know what i'm saying <laughs> <laughs> well we appreciate that in yeah, addition yeah. to all of the things you're doing yeah that's yeah. that's incredible so how'd you link up with uh danny diamonds originally because when i first discovered you i think i discovered both of you at the same time yeah, as most do you and know i was like at least these locally. two kids like there's you know these white kids with long hair just fucking making amazing hip hop music. I was like, what? Yeah. Where did they come from? Yeah. What, Visually and audibly, it's, it's a different. Connect, yeah. But, um. Yeah. So, 
Uh, funny enough, we went to preschool together like way back. I have no memory of this, you know what I'm saying? Oh, man. But it, a lot of a lot of funny just similarities in in our past. But um, yeah, we how did you figure up, that out? Does he remember? Yeah, and they got like pictures on the preschool wall and shit. Oh, we man. we've gone back and seen it since, which is kind of funny. But um, yeah, we went to high school together, and he's a year older than me, so we were on like the same football class, but. We, like, knew each other from sports, and, again, like, we had both been rapping prior to high school. We've been rapping a long time, like, both been doing this, like, 10 years, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Um, so, like, I knew of him, and I think he knew of me and whatnot, and I, I think we just, like, ended up getting together for, like, a freestyle type thing, like, us two and another, like, rapper at my high school. And, yeah, when he was over, I was like, damn, like, this dude is legit, and I yeah. had all my equipment, I had all my setup, like, you know, I was known as, like, the youngin' at school who, like, had all the shit, like, I had, yeah. like, senior, junior, upper class and rappers, like, coming to Chase's house, because, like, oh, that's sick. That's he had fire. all the shit, and that's I knew fire. how to engineer, and, like, Diamonds was rapping, and I was like, alright, this kid's different, I was like, bro, like, you gotta record here now, and yeah. so we busted out, um... His first project, Come Around, like, was in the next, like, year or something. Yeah. Did another one, Hiatus. Like, a lot of his, like, EP stuff. I started working um, on my own, like, Lonely Mass. And I did some songs with Robbie as well. I don't know if you would know, like, I Know, uh, Fuck That. Later, I had, like, Wine and stuff like that. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, big big on the high school connect. Me and Domin is very much just, like, built the Golden Boy shit ground up. You know, How from you know? basement shows to Sinclair, Brighton, all that stuff. It's... It's you know it has a nice story that I, I love you know what I'm saying and yeah. again following interviewers you know or interviews like Nipsey Russ like that's very much what I model my shit off like yeah no that's that's awesome and you have like we were talking the the real bond with him like you guys went yeah. to school together you're actually friends you didn't just we're meet disgustingly in the similar like yeah if you see this in person yeah. it's like hilarious that we're not I like, could I could related. guess that honestly yeah. like you're both like you both really have. A unique style musically, but it, yeah. it meshes together like so well. Yeah, like the the singing, the rapping, the pop stuff. You both mm. have that like unlocked pretty much. Yeah, and uh, how much have you pushed each other to become better? Oh, heavy, heavy. I mean, like the thing is, Diamonds, a uh, sharp critic, and I'm an asshole. So like, <laughs> so perfect combo. He, yeah, he does some shit. I'm like, man, that shit's fucking trash. <laughs> you know, like, I'll say that to his face. Like, and not, I mean, he makes incredible music now. Like, I'm yeah. not, you know, yeah. I I rarely have to say that. But, I mean, like, growing up together, you know, like, you if he gets a tape. that do Yeah, you really do. You he really gets a tape wrong. I'm like, man, that shit's trash. I rap a verse that's not that hot. He's like, man, can you write it again? You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, we, we always push each other like that. And I think we're don't, we don't um, make all our music together. Like, we're not. We're on few tracks together, like mm. in the grand scheme of how much time we've like made music. Right. But um, you know, like I think it's important that you hold each other to that standard. Like if I'm repping Golden Boy, I gotta make sure Diamonds is dropping hot shit. Like if he's repping Golden Boy, like I better be coming correct, you know? Definitely. And people yeah. in, in collectives and other things, like you you notice when someone let a verse slide, like one of their buddies like, Oh, like they didn't. They didn't tell him what he should have heard. You know what I'm exactly. saying? Exactly. And that's never. That's and never that's how not, we roll. That's not a good friend. You know. Yeah. You gotta exactly. Tell, you got to tell someone when they're not reaching their potential. Absolutely. And I, I was curious. So you said you had all the equipment early in high school. Like, how did you? Uh, how did you know what to get? Like, was someone helping you put that together? Or did you just like look? I it mean, up this yourself? this ain't like fucking like studio studio. This is like Even you still, know like focus right. I probably yeah. spent. Um, 
think it was like a five hundred dollar setup. I worked at an internship at like a teen center. Low key, I did a lot of artistic like studio setup, and I don't know even know why I got into the gear at like a young age. But I originally, when I first was recording in high school, I mean not high school, like uh, elementary, I'd be running around town. Blue Snowball, $40 mic. I bought off Craigslist in my backpack and my laptop. Yeah. It's a USB. Yeah. I plug it in in a parking garage. I'm like, check, check. You got like eight echoes coming off yeah. that check. And I'm like, That's word, so it dope. sounds good. Like, yeah. let's get it. Oh my God. I'm tracking. I love that. But I love yeah, that. I just, I stacked up my bread going into high school and not bread. I mean, it was like, I made like $1,000 for the summer. But at, at 13, that's bread. Like, oh, yeah. yeah. I'm banded, at 13, you know that is definitely, So yeah. fucking, yeah, no, nah, I, um, I bought like a, Fucking what is it? Interface, hundred twenty bucks. Mike was like hundred and fifty, and um, actually, I don't, I don't even know if I shout these dudes out enough. But I had some. I've always been big on my networking over the internet. Like I've grown up as an internet kid, yeah. and there'd be older rappers that I would hit up for features. There were like nice rappers that I guess haven't like taken off totally now. But I used to look up, be like, "Yo, this dude's like twenty three, twenty four. Like he's spitting crazy. Like." And I'm like 13, 14 year old me sending him a trash open. Like it's garbage. Like <laughs> yeah. not in his best interest to hop on it. But like a few dudes over the internet, um, what was his name? Frank Zoo. I think this dude's from Boston. Um, I don't know if he lives here no more. And I, I don't know how much he's dropped since. Frank, um, there's another dude like just just rise or something. I don't even know. Like just dudes on the internet that would like yeah. just send me high quality vocal recording verses yeah. at a young age where I'm like recording in like a restaurant bathroom like real talk like yeah. I've done that like and I, I'd hit him back be like yo like one like you body me like two like how do you get it to sound like this and yeah. they'd be like yo I bought this this and this I start doing my research and you know I get into high school at, what is it 13 14 or something you know and then I come in with all my equipment you got a lot of a lot of rappers and talent and it's like yo but no one is like mad you know everyone wants to be the best rapper but like the steps to get there not everyone is always focused on no, but yeah i was yeah. always like very determined to do that because i was not the best rapper like but that's I, a young age to figure that out like yeah heavy, to heavy 14 to be yeah. to be the guy with all the equipment to be honest it took me a few years to even know even how to get what these things are right like, i was just yeah. kind of i had a usb microphone people in their 20s point. still figuring that shit out so yeah you, it, i think the fact that you attacked that part first yeah and you focused on the quality first you know before you got your craft down yeah i think that's like that's important because I've always you, oh my fault when you yeah. finally get your stuff sounding the way you want it to sound you want the quality to be yeah. there already i've always believed in my hustle more than my talent like yeah. if you i mean dog i made a like a hundred something songs before the first one you can find on my soundcloud you know like mm. genuinely like hundreds you know like so you were just I, making them and not releasing them yeah, I mean, I put out some shit on SoundCloud, but I didn't even want to drop no names because if that gets dug up on the internet, it's it's not <laughs> a good look. It's you know over. <laughs> yeah, it's not a good look. But fucking, yeah, it was just, I always, like, had to hustle and, like, was more focused on refining my skill because yeah. I never believed that I was talented, which I guess, like, now people would scoff, be like, bro, like, you making all the shit, like, you can't like chalk right. it up to that, but like that's an, a testament to your practice though, because you know you had room to learn at the yeah. time, and like you see, like we've made this comparison many times, like athletes, you just looks like you could be able to do what they're doing, but you don't understand like the time and hours it took to like get that pitch perfect, yeah. to get that throw perfect, to get that like squat perfect, and it's the same with music. You think like that's just their voice; they're making that sound. Anyone yeah. can make a sound, you know. But it's nah, it takes you a lot. Owned that skill, yeah. yeah. And I'm far from my peak. But like far from my peak, and I know that, and I I love that. 
but I'm I'm way past ten thousand hours. Like you know, I yeah. I started recording myself at age eleven. Like that's I'm twenty two now or twenty one again. Twenty twenty didn't count. You know what I'm saying? But Man. you know, like I I've, I've been put in time, and like that's yeah. what makes shit sound good. It's not like that was just nice with it, but like my hustle to like get equipment at a young age, and like you know, I genuinely I was running around like Austin, you know, popping into Wings over Brookline, being like. Yo, bro, you be rapping? Like, you trying to hop a feature? Bro clocks out on his on his break, and we literally record, like, one of the first features on my first tape, like, in the oh, bathroom, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, That's fine. Shout that, out Wings Over, by the way. They yeah, great killed food. it, killed it. Yeah. <laughs> but it was, like, that kind of hustle that I think put me around more talented people, or at the time, farther skilled, you know, like... Yeah, I mean, because that's kind of the Levi Strauss theory, where, like, it, during the gold rush, everyone's going to mine for gold. Not everyone's going to get gold, but everyone needed pants, and yeah. he sold them pants. I hear that. Like, you know, mm. and you're around there with the equipment, you're going to be around all the people that are trying to hit, and yeah. eventually that either rubs off, or you get better, too, and, like, everything just... It's a great spot to be in. Yeah. So if you're young right now, get the equipment. Focus right, microphone, just do it. XLR, learn about it. Yeah, studio time is not worth the investment. I'll say that. Like, mm. you can invest in studio time once you know how to operate without it. Like, yeah, too many people be like rushing right to the studio. Yeah, they come home it's with expensive. one song you and they don't. They're not even looking over the shoulder learning anything. Like, right. all the studio they just, time they I just spent, take a picture and post it on their Instagram. Yeah, like story anytime say, I'm in the studio. <laughs> anytime I've been in the studio, like I'm sitting right next to the engineer, like watching everything like i'm telling robbie like yo what'd you just do like teach me this or that like yeah. i'm not saying i can go do that at home but like but you i very much, much under can, yeah and so like i'm very involved with it you know like i can record myself send it in and, and like y'all are not going to notice on spotify like whether that was in the studio or at my crib you know like people got to learn to do that shit yeah too many people jump into something with no will or desire to learn and then it's like, well, yo, that's going to cost money. And if you don't have the money, then, like, learn it. You know what I'm saying? So right. Exactly. You know, it's funny. They, some people are probably even going to lose the value of that because uh, there's there's uh, plugins out there that will automate your EQ. They'll automate your compression yeah. and stuff. And it does all right. But, like, if, you, if you're an actual engineer who knows what what parts to find, you do it in sections. Like, that's it's huge. That's a big thing. And it's good that you're actually – you thought about it. I mean, a lot of people kind of uh, – and it's interesting too because we've we've had other people mention like staying knowing your role like some people are the lyricists so they're writing all the lyrics and they'll vibe to the beat but somebody else it, they're all production you know yeah. and that's that makes sense too and eventually it probably does boil down to that if you're going to put out like um, a studio album that's going to be on the radio or something there probably is somebody dedicated for each of those roles uh, but then again I shouldn't speak for everybody I don't really know how I, all I that think works. that's important like you know I you know before I was seventeen like I you know, recorded and mixed, you know, put out, like, a lot of things that, you know, I, like, engineered and did, you know, like, Diamond's early stuff, even, you know, recently, Mile High on the last project I did, the Poly Rev shit, like, that's a me and Frio mix, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm. that's, like, a skill I had, but I gotta say, like, I'm super grateful that at a young age, shout out to uh, TF Champ, like, this is, like, my first manager in the collective I was a part of, he put me in, like, a studio, and I, I, I told Robbie this, but, like, when I first got to Robbie's studio, and I'm, like, a junior in high school, I'm like, yo, like, I'm a, I'm in the major leagues right now. Like, I this is my first at bat at, like, a real plate, you know? Like, this is, like, the studio. I've never been outside of my, you know, bedroom setup where I'm recording under a blanket just right. for, like, you know, soundproof. So having that opportunity to, like, see the real deal before I had gotten there myself, yep. crazy big learning experience. And then having, like, the radio quality of someone filling that role. Although I was still learning and, like, you know, pushing to – 
to do that myself. But having Robbie at, at such a young age where I'm coming back to school, I, I'm sitting down in class, like, playing my new music, and that shit sound like a Drake song or, like, Hell yeah. you know, right. like, sound like 40 mixed it, you know? I'm right. like, that's, like, a big, you know, you can rap nice, but, like, when people hear that, like, it's immediately taken far more seriously. Oh, absolutely. So, so now I got a, a follow-up on this. You mentioned that your shows are schlitty. And I want to know, big. I want to know when did you have your first show that you were like, "This is pop and this show is amazing," and what is the craziest thing that's ever happened at one of your shows that we can talk about? <laughs> that we can talk about. Yeah, hey, there's probably crazy things. I don't know. Yeah, I mean the first like, the first like real real show was like the first show. Like, oh really? Yeah. Um. Me and Domus, as I said, we'd spent mad time over like a year recording his like first project. Um, that was called Come Around on SoundCloud. Still smacks to this day. Y'all should check it out for sure. Like, yeah, I got it. That ass, like, it's it's like you could see the talent from a young age. But um, uh, one of my homies, like our like mutual friend, had like a basement near my school, and um, and I was like, yo, let's throw a release party for Domus tape. And we're like, word, I, I bought like a, you know, a couple sure SM58s. I bought the Yamaha shit or whatever you got this plugged in right now. Like I went, bought the setup, fucking, I think I invested in like some, you know, $10 LED strip, you know, like the corny ass shit you yeah, see in like yeah. a frat boy's dorm room. Like I just <laughs> yeah. like got that hey, shit. Work. Yeah. That was like the <laughs> stage lighting, you know, like pimped out this basement. You know, we're thinking like capacity is like 50 people. We got like maybe 30 heads in a Facebook group where we're like, yo, the first Golden Boy show is like popping off, yada yada. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, and it's I think doors doors open. It's just a garage door, but like you know, thirty minutes till open, I'm sitting on like a washer dryer in the backstage, like freestyling with Diamonds and Kai. If y'all know Kai, he was opening up. This like his first show as Shut well. Up, Kai. And we got like a line down the driveway. Like I'm like, what the fuck? Like, do you guys charge? Um, yeah, we did charge, bro. Yes. We did charge. <laughs> Hustling, yeah. love Let's that. Go. Of course, of course. So yeah, we charged fucking, I think it was like $10 something, $5, I don't know. We ended up with 110 people crammed Damn. into like a tiny basement, like jam-packed. And there was no like route to the stage other than through the crowd. So like oh, my first <laughs> moment, like really going up to stage is like me and Dominus coming out with like a couple girls from like the back room thing. Like everyone's like, oh, make way. Like we're like pushing through a crowd. I'm wearing like oh all we're both wearing all white fits. I'm in like my mom's like Land's End jacket. Like this ain't even like no, this is like a female call. I'm like I'm looking fucking popping. I got like my hair in like a little That's pineapple a hot style bun. These That's days. fine. I was That's I fine. was ahead of the time, bro. Yeah, and like we're like parting the sea like some Moses shit. Again, I got like three songs out at this point, and I'm like Damn. oh. We're it. doing it. We're yeah. doing it. And it was Damn. hilarious. The moment where I knew that I was just like, yo, I'm doing this the rest of my life. Like, yeah. I already wanted to, but I was like, where I like knew, like, this is for me. Like, I come in and open up my song. Um, It's Georgia. It's like a flip. Kai produced it. Um, It's a flip of Georgia on my mom by Ray Charles. Yep. And, um, and I'm rapping the verse, and I never forget my lyrics. Like, I know all my lyrics from way back to now, like, by heart. I'm rapping my lyrics. I get so excited, I fuck up the verse. And I'm like, I'm like the first song on me and Diamond set. I Does fuck the crowd with the verse. Know this because 99% of the time, I bet they don't even notice. Yeah, well, I, I just started freestyling. Like, I just started oh, freestyling instead. Okay. And it comes into the hook, and I say, I say, man, fuck it if y'all know it. And boom, the hook comes up. Whole whole shit starts singing my shit. Wow. And I'm, 
And I like I don't even like this song that much. Like it's just like my song right now. So did you have no idea that you had that much of a following already? Like you didn't know that many people were gonna show up, know your lyrics. Again, like I know a lot of these people, so like yeah. it's like a lot of friends, you know. But like for people to like take me, like not just support me, that shows like, they yo, were actually consuming. The, like, but it's like yo, this shows music. that yeah. you actually like have spent some time to listen right. to it. Like that was like, and everyone sings my lyrics. I'm like, damn, like. I mean, honestly, they read Charles' lyrics, but it's in the flip sense. I was like, right. damn, like, like that just like hit me so crazy. That was like the biggest high I'd ever felt, you know what I'm saying? Like, that hit right. bigger than any trip, any fucking blunt, anything. Like, that just hit, and I was like, yeah. yeah, like, I'm chasing this for sure. So, yeah, that was like, that was me and Diamond's first big thing in the basement. And, you know, from there, we went to... Middle East downstairs again. I'm still like 17. That's like a oh yeah, my that's God. still a you big were, venue now. You know, like it's been an issue getting in, right? Because it's like they were probably. I think, was, I think it was all ages. It was all ages. But, oh, okay. You know that that's just, that shit was with Kai Dominus. Like you know we um then we ended up doing Brighton. I opened up uh, with Dominus again uh, for Kai. Fucking you know and since we've gone to headline our our own venues mm-hmm. like Sinclair Brighton, since but yeah I mean again like it just starts like real grassroots with people I, I'm genuinely friends with and. and you know, the next show they'll bring a friend that I don't know. You know, right. the show after that, that person brings a couple friends, like, yeah. and it just grows from there. So, so you did a show at the Sinclair with Ninety Nine Neighbors, right? Yeah. How'd yeah, you link was... up with them? Because they're from Vermont, correct? Man, I'm a SoundCloud hustler, bro. I told yeah. you, like, everyone I met, Kai, same thing. Like, I think I found this dude. You know, I some mutual connect on SoundCloud. I'm yeah. like, yo, like, let me. Get, I heard him play this beat. Like, let me get this beat. He's like, word. Same thing with 99. I was actually coincidentally coming back from Vermont on a bus. I've been visiting my boy up in Middlebury, where we actually, me and Diamonds performed um, January 2018. Um, and I was on the bus back, like, on another uh, Vermont trip, like, a couple months later. And, um,. Shout out Kurt Stewart. This dude actually is a nice producer. He had like reposted something. He was like following me and Diamonds Heavy at the time. And he reposted something from 99. I think it was like Dumbo by Hank Native. And I listened to it and I was like, all right, that's pretty tight. Like, let me check out the rest of this shit. I, I fell into just like a wormhole of their page. Right. And I was like, yo. And so I hit him up on SoundCloud. I think I just dropped No Mo like that week. So great time to make a new connect. Yes, you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. And I, I hit up, I think it was a producer Samba or something. I was like, yeah. yo, like. Y'all are ridiculous. Like, let's let's lock in. And I got their numbers. Like, it wasn't like nothing crazy right away. But we ended up starting to talk. Like, send some things back and forth. And then uh, we really like connect on a show basis of doing. Um, we me and Diamonds did Middle East upstairs. Sold that out. They had sold something out. Um, I think it was like Arts Riot. I I, I don't want to quote that, but like whatever venue in their local area that was a similar size. Yeah. yeah, they've had some crazy shows there. Crazy, they're crazy. Oh. Incredible, and they um they invited us to open up um for like a run of shows they had like planned, and we'd be headlining Sinclair back in Boston, so that was like our our real like you know get together, and one of my you know closest and you know favorite you know professional but personal relationships I made through music is with them. Like yeah, I feel like that was one of the first real times outside of my relationship with Diamonds and Diamonds as well outside of our relationship that we really felt like the pressure of competition and yeah. like. We're like, oh, like, you know, these boys are legit. Like, right. they're performing. I'm taking notes, bro. Like, yeah. they they are crazy live. And, and that was, you know, did did wonders for my showmanship, you know, going forward. And, and since then, like, they're just, they're a good time, dude. And, yeah. And, and it's crazy what they're doing. And I feel like not a lot of people around the Boston area even know about them because they're up in Vermont. Yeah. 
So I feel like it's dope that you and Diamonds kind of connected with them. So you're kind of like their connection to Boston. Like yeah, hell yeah. And, and, and they guys, they show us a great time in Vermont too. So like, yeah, I I feel like uh you know not not at home, but like I feel real comfortable in Burlington now. Like right, that's always been a good time. I usually end up shit faced. Yeah. Every and time, Burlington, <laughs> Burlington's a pretty popping city, actually. Yeah, there's it's like so a, tight, bro. right? So there's tight. like a lot of young people out there. Yeah, a lot of I parties. I think it's because it's so far out there. Like, yeah. if, it's like five hours from here to Burlington. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, and yeah. So once you're up there, that's where it is. Like, I think right. so. Anyone in that area goes to Burlington, and right. that's like, I mean, it's it is a great spot. Got, so it totally makes they sense. They got, uh, isn't there a college there? It's UVM, UVM, yeah, yeah. 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 So. I was like, I don't know. Yeah, Burlington feels like. It's not the best comparison, but just for Boston is the only one I could make. It just feels like Alston was just like picked up mm-hmm. and all, moved to Vermont. All the rats and shit fell off. All the trash on the sidewalk fell off, yeah. like in the in the transportation of it. And then it was just plopped down middle of nowhere, Vermont. And now yeah. it's just popping with like yeah. RCS shit, skateboarders, music, graffiti yeah. shit. Like yeah, there's a the lot fashion going on. shit they got up there is crazy. Like the people uh, I know from Vermont where bright pastels um really okay that's a yeah. different maybe that's a different yeah, month yeah. <laughs> but burlington's tight like of like one of one pieces and like real artsy kids like yeah shout out speak fucking speak is a monster he does like custom stuff uh candy paint is like a resale business up there hmm. i've been getting mad at my shit from vermont honestly Wait, like since i've been vermont. to burlington I, I, i've been getting mad at my drift from there low-key shout out vermont yeah, what's their vermont. what's their state name it's a good question. Vermont, what you mean? No, the, the, the mountain state or something? The nickname? <laughs> I, the mountain state? That, the mountain, that the sounds familiar. Green, green Mountain State? I well, because Vermont, isn't that like French for gr- like Green Mountain? I, oh, I thought. T- now you're way ahead of me. I don't know. Like, That's, that makes sense, though. It does make sense. What I know they have good maple syrup and cheddar yeah. cheese. So. Viridian City? Now I'm getting the, the ver. It means green. And Mont, okay, got to be mountain. You feel me? Pull it up. What do we got? Vermont is known as the what's the Green Mountain State. Yeah, let's yeah. go. We go. Okay, let's go. We go. We're educated, man. Yeah, we, Boston we're Big smart. Four in the building, man. <laughs> <laughs> you know Big yeah, brain. Sound off in the comments if you think we're smart. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I. You know what's so funny? Fun fact about Vermont. One time I was up there. I went to a winery. It was right. I think it was. Honestly, I, I'll. I'm gonna. I'll put it in the. Uh, in this video, like comments or something. But th- I've tried an ice wine. And if you guys know about this, it's they freeze the grapes when they harvest them, and it tastes like juice. It just tasted like grape juice, and it was wine, and I couldn't believe it. That's but it's not cool. like slushy, like it's fully liquid. Yeah, fully liquid. But it's, huh. yeah, so it's not frozen when, I guess it's served cold, but you, like, it just preserves the flavor of the grapes, I guess, because when they get fermented and stuff, it just becomes bitter. But when they freeze them first, it comes out, Perfect, and I couldn't believe huh. it. It was expensive. Try that. It was like seventy dollars for a little bottle, but it was. So <laughs> I'll have to try good. that later. I'll have to try that. <laughs> yeah. I'll try that some other time. But yeah, yeah. I got you. One day, yeah. So yeah. yeah, anyone's up in Vermont. I'm sure it's other places, but that's where I found it. Yeah, so, that's fly. Yeah. Fire. Good stuff. Let's um, uh, let's play a song. Oh yeah. No bandana or no. No, no bandana. No, I was going to say, I pronounced it I, wrong. Yeah, yeah. Loki, <laughs> people be clowning me when I say that. They say, Ringo. no, bandana. what the fuck I heard is a you bandana? say that earlier. I was like, oh, shit, I've been yeah, saying it wrong this whole time. Yeah, no bullshit. <laughs> All right, yeah. let's play No Bandana then off of the Polyrev mixtape, yes, the sir. new project. Video out now. Video Beep out it. now. Creep it. Yeah. Stimmy. 
got my big boy pants on. Gucci belt to pull my pants up. Ain't no rose about it, got some frankness on me. Hammer tuck, you really can't touch. I can bring like college campers. Fuck a quarter mill advance, uh. Never fought for propaganda. Golden boy to Coke Commander. Rubber bands, I brought the bands up. Build the brand, I got the fan bus. I'm the man up with the plan trust. Every line of move a manta. My shit don't know cocaine, uh. Now your head like okay, yeah. My new girl go both ways. My whole fit from Dolce Cabana. Ain't no banana with the gang. If you want the drama, I got the thing. That was no bandana. No, you gotta clap, bro. You gotta clap, man. It's true. I should have clapped. I'll see it. We're gonna clap right now. All right, see, that was terrible. That's gonna do the opposite. That's not helping. Now we got three claps to line up the video to the audio. You guys are gonna love it. No bandana. It's not bandana. No, for those of you uncultured fucks at home. It's bandana. Man, that's the only way to say it. Don't even, if you're not going to say it that way, don't say it at all. Exactly. You know? Exactly. So yeah. it's bandana because it just, it fits it the rhyme. It just rhymes, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. And once I said, if, if. So now you've made up your own word. Yeah, if the hook of the song is no bandana, and then right. it was, oh, my song, no bandana, that don't make no sense, man. Right. I no, said no I bandana. Like, <laughs> I if feel I want you. people to sing along with it. If you call it no bandana, yeah. it means you haven't listened to the song yeah. yet. And if, and if you went into the, into the, you know, atmosphere of a show or something, being like, yo, no bandana, you hadn't heard it. Right. You're not gonna notice saying no bandana. So you right. gotta get that off the rip, man. When you read right. the title, that's what you gotta think. Say it right. Yeah. Don't man. get it twisted. Don't don't get it twisted, man. And when I say you know what they call me, man, if you don't know what they call me, you either ask what it is or don't say it at all, man. <laughs> it's, it's Paulie Rev, you know what I'm saying? Sweet tool. Dope dealer host stealer, man. Love that. Yeah. Polly Rev. So where where the influence behind that name come from, Polly Rev? I'm actually glad you asked that. I'm surprised okay. we even went this far without me talking about. It. I didn't right? even think about it. It's a now, very Massachusetts title, yeah, which so. is obvious, you know, right. Which is why, but um, you know, I I think on a on a larger scale, um, not I'm not like a, uh, some history buff. I'm not. I don't know the whole Midnight Ride yeah. how it went. You know what I'm saying? But we actually had a guy on recently, a comedian who dresses up as Paul Revere and does tours on the Freedom Trail. Yeah, I'm we done. were asking him stumpers, <laughs> and yeah, he said that the old day Boston accent is more like the current, or old English is more like a current Boston accent. It was it was confusing how he Paul was. Revere had a Boston accent. Yeah, is like what he it told sounded us. like how we talk, which I, guess, I didn't know. But yeah. Wow. But anyways, sorry so, to cut uh, you off. <laughs> yeah, no. Damn. So yeah, nah. I just like, you know, what I'm striving to be is like, you know. Uh, a revolutionary figure in a Massachusetts music scene. You know, like Boston is very like underground as a whole. You know, in the country as as we've spoken about. So like, you know, I wanna I wanna be that you know leading face. And I think Polly Rev just to me is like an alias. You know, it it just embraces like the confidence, the the leader of the pack. You know, the mm -hmm. militant man. I'm I'm down to go to war for this shit. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. And obviously the little the little ponytail shit you know is is a fun little comparison but right yeah you know it's just like man you know what they call me you know what i'm saying <laughs> but fucking paulie rev paulie has that been a nickname of yours like for a while or? so that's the thing if you ask any of my homies like 
yo, you actually call him this shit? The fucking all these things? They be like, man, ain't nobody fucking calling him that. But <laughs> nah, I it's it's official, man. Like that's why I had to do now that cover do. art. Now you seen do. that cover art? Now people call him. You know, that's like right. now look at look at Lil up. Wayne. I right? he got Weezy F Baby. He got Tunchi Birdman Jr. You know, yeah. fucking. He got all those things. Like there was a song or a moment in time that nobody called him that. those things until he called himself. Exactly, those you know what I'm saying? Right. So that's what it is, man. Right. Fucking, you know, dope dealer, host stealer. I already certified that, man. That's that's been in stone. You right. can't tell me they didn't call me that. They called me that, man. Paulie Rev, you know, in a year people gonna say, "Hey, Paulie," I'm gonna say, "Man, <laughs> what I tell y'all, Word. man." Yeah, walking around the airports, you just see, "Yo, Paulie Rev." Exactly, exactly. It got a nice ring to it, man. Yeah, it, do. it does. You know it what's really funny? Does. I didn't hear. I've not seen it spelled out. I thought you were saying P O L Y Rev. I'm like, are you a revo- wow. a multiple revolutionary? I was yeah. like, are you doing different revolutions? It's, it's interesting. Obviously, you know. Polly is not Paul and Rev is not Revere. And it's interesting that people like, you know, don't always make that connection off the rip. I was yeah. talking to my homie who helped me uh, with this rollout, Johnny Mass. Shout out Johnny Mass. Um, and he was like, yo, like you think people out of state are going to like understand what the fuck Polly Rev? Like who that, like what is, like you guys, you still got to put on Chase Murphy. And I said, no, watch this, watch this. He had his roommate or like whoever in the crib, like I'm on FaceTime with him. He's like, yo, like, what's the first thing you think of when I say Polly Rev? He's like, I don't know, Polly Paul Revere or something. There yeah. you go. And I was like, yeah, go. and they're in New Orleans. I'm hey. like, bitch, it's a, it's a every fish, man. every kid learns about Paul Revere in yeah, school. Exactly. Like, yeah, exactly. Like we know. all know about him. Yeah. And when you see the picture with the hat on, like, you, you know, you make the connection. Yeah, oh, not so. exactly. But but yeah, I mentioned earlier when I heard the project, it's like. Most of the songs are short, right? Less than two minutes. Yeah. And I was I, like, this kind of feels like an appetizer. Like, I feel like there's something. Yes, sir. Something big is coming. Yeah. So what can you tell us? You played some songs for us earlier. Yeah. What can you tell us about what's coming in the I, next I don't want to announce any so. um, names or titles or anything. I want okay. my focus to be on what I got right now. Right. But um, in the, in the coming weeks, I'm going to have a hometown hotshot video. Um, right. Corporate video, which I've been dying to release. I'm stoked okay. about that one. Are you in um, an office? I am in the office. You know what I'm saying? Ooh. Big boss man, fucking Love boss that. man, Paulie. <laughs> boss um, man, Paulie. Yeah, but that um, those are both gonna serve as my um directorial debut for my own videos. I've um, Word. I have an editing visuals alias, and they don't. This is not you know what they call me, but I have a business, uh, Happy Bladed, which I do visual work for artists and photos and whatnot i did um uno reverse for landon sears i don't know if y'all would know him or see that but um so this this has been like my first real swing at uh fully directing and editing my own music videos and um just like really just like grabbing the reins on my visuals as my brand i feel like the more control you have over your artwork in its entirety the more um you know, directed it, it actually comes from your imagination and right. it's like true to Facts. your own personal individual art. So I'm trying to like have that uh, 100% down. Um, so yeah, I got those videos coming and this summer, man, we going, we going pop. You know what I'm saying? I'm coming for radio. All right. B- big talk, man. Big Yo, talk. Bieber, he's coming yeah, for you. Bieber, I'm coming for you, man. <laughs> yeah, where do you Fucking. get your peaches? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Georgia on my mind, man. Come on. Oh, that's there a crazy go. connection, there though. Go. Oh, my God. Whoa. Wow, that was crazy full circle. You heard it here first, folks. Yeah. On Boston's Big Four. Yeah. Yes, sir. So we got some big pop rep- records coming this summer. Hell yeah. 
That summer's the time to drop the pop records. That's why I've been yeah, saving them. I, ha- I right. had a couple uh, for last summer, but I was like, right. nah, I feel like ain't nobody outside right now. So Exactly. No, yeah, last summer time. wasn't the time. If you had some like real hits in the vault, last summer wasn't the time Not to drop the time, them. yeah. You got to hold them. Now I got my shot, you know what I'm saying? Some people <laughs> opening up. There you go. How many you know? shots? No, we won't talk no, about that. No, I got <laughs> I got one got right one. now, second on the way, man. You know what I'm yeah, saying? me too. Me dropping, too. second shot there. dropping soon. You feel second me? Second shot dropping soon. Yeah. Uh, so, do you have any? Are, are there any people in the bot scenario or anyone that you've met in LA? Like, are you? Are there collaborations that you either aspire to have or you're working on right now that you can speak of? I'm not trying to milk you with everything, um, all the secrets. Yeah. Um. I definitely got some some shit in LA that I'm, I'm stoked about, and like some. It just feels nice, like. Uh, you know, being able to compete at like a high level s- simply off the music, like not even like, you know, no crazy numbers or stats to put up, but just like, you know, I hit play on my records and people are like, word, like, yeah, let's get a song or, or such and such. So I got some shit in LA I'm looking forward to. Obviously, back home, uh, I got some stuff with Diamonds that should roll out. I don't know about this summer, but, you know, in, in the coming year, 100%, me and Diamonds always got some shit in the vault. Um, Swooly, ah. I need a record with Swooly. I, I told you about Shout him earlier, Swooly. but uh, I do a lot of my shows with him, and I still haven't got like an official record with him yet. He's um he's in Boston as well. Whose fault is it? Is it yours <laughs> or his? Damn. So we on we on air. So I'm gonna say Swoo. You know what I'm saying? But <laughs> no, nah, it's, it's, it's probably both of us, man. I mean that that's how music go. You know what I'm saying? Every, mm, yeah. Everyone busy and everyone doing their own shit. You know. Right. And I never, you know, no shade to anybody, but I never prioritized collaborations like. Right. I very much if love it's meant it. to happen, it'll happen. Eventually, yeah, exactly. You know, so, but yeah, I I love to just work with people I, I'm I'm close to already. I'm not gonna drop no like you know Drake. I need this or that. Like you yeah. know, I want to get some more records with Diamonds. I want to work with Swoo, 99, fucking Landon. You know, just like Hell yeah. people I, people I'm already hit. cool with. I just need more records with like you know those are the people I I fuck with and, and right. have fun with. So. And you're all coming up together, so it's yeah, like, yeah. All, I feel like you know benefiting each other when you work together. It's like watching a new generation. You know what I'm saying? Like, Facts. Facts. Yeah, it definitely feels better. The big collabs are nice, but it's um, you know, they're already big, you know. So yeah. it's like that's cool too. But it's like a it's a validation thing. It feels yeah. good like knowing you're like able to do that. But you know, at the end of the day, like I'm I'm a huge fan of all the people I just listed, you know. Like right. I listen to their music. So like you right. know I'd rather I'd rather get in early, man. Like I you know, <laughs> I know Dobbin's gonna blow. Like I know right. it's really gonna blow. Oh so. facts, facts. Fuck it, man, you feel me? But yeah, I'm excited. Hell yeah. Lots to look forward to. I keep picking this up. There ain't even no water. I, I drank out of agua. You see I me? got a fresh one right here. Oh, on with the Rio, oh, man. Look at that. Big we bottles. Never, we never this? run out of H2O. At Boston's, Boston's big, big bottles. Yeah, Boston's, here. Boston's yeah. big <laughs> bottles around here. All you got to do is say the word, and we got them. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. That's, uh, that's a wrap. I think. That was abrupt, but, but I, <laughs> I think that might be a wrap, though. I yeah. think that might well, be a you wrap. Know what? That before was abrupt. We, I'm known for my abrupt endings, actually. Before we That's officially not the wrap first up, time. I, I do have a question that I like to ask everybody. You can feel free to tell me to lump off, uh, but who do you think, like, it doesn't have to be Boston or L.A., like, who, who I mean, I sounds like your boys are your, I, I was going to ask, who's your favorite artist and who's your least favorite <laughs> artist that you've worked with? In the area. Wow, why the fuck would you, you ask that, bro? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I, it's been my thing lately. I'm asking everyone who they don't like. 
Um, it's not a great question because no one has answered what, it yet. You're just trying to start beef, bro. Exactly. Some, some communal shit, right, bro. That's he, what I'm saying. Yeah, here causing war. It's, you yeah. ask other people this. They're fun jabs. He asks everybody this. I've been Nobody asking answers everybody it, though. No, it, wow. It he still person. keeps asking. Yeah. <sighs> My favorite person to work with around here, fucking... Danny Diamonds. Yeah, I mean... This is what I was thinking, yeah. No, nah, I say least because we don't drop as much as we should. We got so many smacks that never oh, come out. Okay. That's on both of us, though. That's on both of us. But, um, you know, I'll try and just name drop someone new uh, just for the sake of I've been talking about him and everyone else all day. I love... um. I love working with uh, Guy Claude, if you know him. Um, he's in Family Famous with Clark D. Okay. I feel like I know Clark D, but I haven't heard of yeah, him. Yeah, it's his I brother. It's his older brother. Oh, Anytime right. we touch something, it's butter. Like I, awesome. I just, I just hit him today. Honestly, on my way here, I'm trying to lock in with him. But Word. he produces, sings, crazy voice, crazy singer. Um, but yeah, he he uh, he produced and did all the guitar, and we could same background okay. vocals on that. Okay. Um, I got I a song that Ride that's on SoundCloud. Like some people might know that one. Um. But yeah, I, I'm trying to lock in with him soon, honestly, out here. So I'd say that's that's one of my favorite people to work with locally, and nice. least favorite. I don't. I mean, <laughs> you just starting shit, but yeah. fuck it. Whoever yeah. you want to say, it doesn't have to be anybody. No, that means I ain't saying <laughs> shit, man. Why yeah. you keep, Why you pressing, bro? Damn. We've had one person yeah. answer the question, and then they hit us up afterwards, telling us Cut to take that, that part yeah. out. Yeah, <laughs> you starting war, bro. Calm down. Uh, so yeah, eventually, if you really want to know my goal, I'm exposing myself. I just want to do a super clip of me all the times I asked. And wow, <laughs> and just like so, that's what this is about. Monster okay. beef compilation. Yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's wow. what this is about. Yeah, I mean, I've been rejected every time. I'm just getting used yeah. to the rejection. It's okay. Hey, man. Yeah. <laughs> I, I admire your persistence. Yeah, damn. Yeah, it's funny because off mic, I'm blowing up his spot. Jack thinks it's a good idea. He what? says I should keep. No, he no. I should keep his face went cold. He says that's not true. That's not wow, true. Wow, it, yeah, he's lying on air. <laughs> it's all right. Uh, but yeah, no. Thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, uh, I appreciate it. Me. Long, long time overdue, man. Y'all been yes. showing love for a long time. I've been. We've been bumping yeah. you since. I remember I played No Mo on the podcast, like around the time it came yeah. out. So I, it's, and I, it's I said been a to you uh, before, but like, you know, when me and 99 had that show, I, I had some snippet or I had. I remember heard you of, sent that to me recently. Yeah. I was I, like, that's so yeah. fire. I didn't like, know. I, had no idea. I didn't even realize that was you until you said something earlier in the podcast. Where you're like, oh, and tell me about Sinclair with 99 Neighbors. You said it the exact way. And yeah. I was like, <laughs> yeah, that was him, bro. Like, yeah. yeah. So I appreciate y'all rocking with me, showing all the love, man. And Do you have any social media plugs or website? Anything you want to plug? Whoo, Chase Chowder. Social media, you can find me at Chase Chowder. That's so why Chase is it like Chase? Why is it Chase Chowder? Man, why you fucking? Because yeah. Boston interrupt my whole fucking plug, man. Boston Chowder. No, but I was about to say Chowder <laughs> like bad. Boston clam Chowder. Okay, you know what I'm saying? That, that was part of my pitch. <laughs> my bad, my bad. But um, no, I've been as I said earlier, I've been an internet kid, so I've had a screen name since very young, and I don't know if I've actually said this out loud before, but. Uh, my sister, who's five years older than me, four and a half, um, she was Swedish Soup. That was like her screen name. She used to be like doing digital art and like selling okay. artwork online. She's actually crazy, crazy talented at it. Um, she, she got hacked or something. Then she was Scandinavian stew. I don't know, staying on brand. Yeah. My little ass, I'm probably like eight years old. I'm like, yo, like I'm about to sign up for such and such website. What do I, what do I use my screen name? She's like, oh, well, you got to stay on brand, like in the family, which is just some shit she made up. Right. Yeah. She's like, she's like, you'll you'll be Chase Chowder. So it's like similar to the soup shit. That's I'm dope. like, all right, word. I made that shit. I'm I'm at the age where like you know, dude hits me like. Yo, I'm an admin. What's your password? I'm like, oh, it's this. You know, like I yeah. was that young, but oh, since then I've had Chase Chowder forever, and that's it's a, a lot easier dope. to have Chase Chowder on every platform 
that my ass going buying fucking Chase Murphy handle from you know yeah. Twitter user in 2011 or whatever you probably right, right. It's Chase Chowder, right? That's Chase like the bank, Chowder like Boston clam Chowder. There you go. Right? There you go. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, I think I think that's a wrap. Thank you for that's coming. That's a wrap. That, that's now me. it's a wrap. That's a less abrupt wrap. Right. <laughs> now it's a wrap. Hey, we man. appreciate you coming out here all the way down to Western Mass. Western Mass, man. <laughs> Anything We're outside of Boston, I'm sorry. Yeah, Western Mass. That. It is what it is, man. <laughs> all right. Signing off. Episode uh, 90. We out. But we keep it a honey. <laughs>